You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to Versus Mike History, the number one platform for empowering black creatives. I'm your host, Michael History. In episode 91, we discussed the tuition assistance program being restored in New York, Ethereum processing four times more transactions than Visa last year, the internet's next album being their last, and more. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And for premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members-only subscription tier on VersusMikeHistory.com. Did y'all hear that? The number one cause of death for a black woman. The number one cause of death for a black woman. The number one cause of death for a black woman between the age of 15 and 34 is homicide at the hands of a lover. Did y'all hear that? That don't even sound real, do it? That don't even sound real, do it? The leading cause of death for black women 15 to 34 is murder at the hands of the man who says he loved them. Come on, sisters, we got to get it together. And black men, we got to get them ski mask teams together. Black men, we got to organize them ski mask clubs. Black women should be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, brothers, I'm being stalked. This is his name. This is his address. Hey, brothers, I just got beat by my boyfriend. This is his name. This is his address. When are black men going to step up? And go to war against black men for black women. When are black men going to step up and go to war against other black men for black women? When are black men going to step up and go to war against other black men for black women? family we are back for another one welcome to versus mike history it's your boy behind the mic once again and i feel okay i'm decent i'm coming off of a sickly weekend not gonna lie um it wasn't covid but you know still sucked uh i hope everybody is doing well that's out there listening thank you for joining me once again if this is your first time listening welcome uh, I got a few topics to get into today, some music takes, because we got a decent amount of music that was released, and I got some, um, I got a couple movie takes and, and television and trailer stuff to get into as well, but nothing too deep. Uh, it's going to be a pretty, it's going to be a pretty standard episode. Um, COVID cases are down for the most part, but they are spiking in some cities, so if you happen to be in one of those cities, please make sure that you are staying safe and doing everything you can not to catch this virus. Um, it's now April where I'm at. The weather is finally heating up. Uh, we're getting into that low 60 vibe. Um, I'm waiting for high 60, low 70. I'm really waiting for a full blown summer, but I'm really enjoying how time is progressing and, you know, everything's blossoming and things like this. And, you know, the park close to my crib has a bunch of cherry blossom trees and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, um, April showers bring May flowers. That's the saying. That's how that goes. Right. So, yeah, it's all good. I got some very, very dope interviews lined up to be released towards the end of this month slash early May. 
So the podcast is going to go on another run very, very soon. And I'm just excited, you know, I'm excited, but I'm also busy and I got a thousand things going on in my personal life that I wish I could just solve and handle all in one swift swoop. But, you know, that's not life. Anyway, I'm doing that thing where I run my mouth, so I'm going to go ahead and get started with the episode. Cheers. All right, let's go ahead and get started with some news from Blavity. And I have here that Bessie Coleman is slated to appear on U.S. Quarters. So, Bessie Coleman, the first black and Native American female pilot, will be featured on a U.S. quarter, Huffington Post reports. According to the National Women's History Museum, Coleman attended aviation school in France, where she eventually received her pilot's license in 1921. The pilot was known for performing tricks in the air, including the loop-de-loops and the number eight. She went on to provide flight lessons and encourage black women to reach their dreams. Coleman will be featured on The Coin, along with former First Lady and author Eleanor Roosevelt, Mexican-American journalist and activist Jovita Idar and America's first prima ballerina Maria Tallchief. The coins will be issued throughout 2023. So shout out to Bessie Coleman and all those other accomplished people who have their images placed on United States currency, uh, whether it be coins or not. If you're looking for my personal opinion, um, I think it's personally too little too late. You know, I appreciate the recognition and I wanted to share the story with you guys for that reason. But to be perfectly honest, our currency is almost completely digital at this point. Um, Not only that, but, you know, it they're putting her face on a coin, which we use even less of in today's society. So it is important and is worth recognizing that, you know, black people are being featured on United St- official United States currency and, you know, black people are being inducted into the Supreme Court and things of that nature. But ultimately, these things don't mark a change or a significant change in the system that continues to hold black people down in mass. And that's just how I personally feel. But shout out to everybody who was involved in getting these people, these accomplished people featured on United States currency. Let's go ahead and move on to some bigger and better news. I'm getting this information from the Bard Prison Initiative Twitter account that the tuition assistance program, a.k.a. TAP, eligibility has been restored in the New York state budget after 26 years of a senseless and destructive ban. This victory is a long time in the making. And I'm just going to read off a few tweets. So bear with me, guys. We are proud to have joined together with our friends of CCFNY and with advocates, educators, alum, and directly impacted communities to see this through. Because of the tremendous turn on the TEPNY coalition, there will once again be public funding for college and prisons in New York State. We celebrate this victory today with the hope that turn on the TEPNY is one note and a larger symphony of long overdue criminal justice overhauls in New York State, part of a movement and not an exception to the needed change advocates have long fought for and fighting now to protect. What does this mean? Um, Well, if you hadn't heard clearly in the article, it means that New York State will now be providing funding for inmates in New York State prisons 
to receive college education. This is a huge deal. Um, let me start by saying that I learned about the Bar Prison Initiative while um, w- while watching a documentary on Netflix that I cannot remember the name of, where inmates were getting their degrees in prison. And it moved me down to my core because um, it very in- it showed in depth the the course work that these inmates had to keep up with it showed um how much progress it had made in rehabilitating these prisoners how much empathy it 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 made them gain how much intellect it had them grow um and overall it was just a powerful message so since then i have been following the bar prison initiative because i wanted to learn more about how you know the United States had essentially made getting a college degree in prison illegal in, in the seventies or early eighties, excuse me. And, you know, um, this being something that was restored in the New York state is going to make tremendous change for a lot of people's lives because I've seen it firsthand, uh, through, through the documentary. And I just think that it was something that you guys would like to hear and that um, is something that just in general needs to be shared because everyone in America deserves quality education. Everyone on the planet deserves quality education and a roof over their head. Um, it's just non-negotiable in my personal opinion. And yeah. All right. I have here that Snowfall has been renewed for a sixth and final season at FX. And I'm getting this from Variety, so bear with me. X has renewed Snowfall, the crime drama created by John Singleton, Eric Amadio, and David Andron for its sixth and final season. The series is set in Los Angeles during the crack cocaine epidemic of the 1980s. Season 5, which is currently airing on FX, takes place in summer 1986 and follows Franklin Saint and his family as they've become rich and are on the verge of having everything they've ever wanted. Until basketball star Lynn Bias's crack-related death sends lawmakers in the Los Angeles Police Department after them. Amidst of all of this... The biggest threat the family faces are to each other as they try not to let greed, resentment, and ego tear them all apart. And I'll read this last quote, too, because it's cool. FX first partnered with the legendary writer, director John Singleton, and the rest of his creative team six years ago to pursue their vision for an ambitious, powerful, and drama... Oh, ambitious, powerful drama about the explosion of crack epidemic of the early 80s, said Nick Grad, president of the original programming at FX. So, Snowfall is finally coming to an end. And um safe to say I saw it coming. You know, it's not unrealistic for the show to end at the time that it's ending, but I am very ecstatic that it has had the opportunity to fully close off the story that it was attempting to tell. I've really enjoyed this journey that this series has taken us on. And I'm curious to know if there will be any spinoffs or anything like that moving forward, but which I doubt highly. But, um, you know, I always love when a series gets announced that it's ending with the final season so that the creators have the opportunity to seal off the story rather than just ending it where we saw the characters last. I think that that's cheap. And um, a lot of streaming services don't recognize you know, how the impact that that has on, you know, viewers. Um, But ultimately, congratulations to this show for, you know, captivating 
an audience for as many years as it did because, you know, it had the work of competing against power at its height when it first premiered. Um, Power was bigger than it had ever been when this show first premiered. And I think that now that power has spun off into so many different series and this is like coming to an end, it marks, you know, a good place that uh, television is moving into in terms of black creators and black actors and things of that nature. Because, you know, people talk about how they can't wait to get on this show and this and that and yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, this story just needs to come to an end. You know, it just does. And not to say that it's been bad. This season has been the worst of of the ones we've seen so far. But it's by no means a bad season of television. There are plenty of television shows that are on right now that are doing a lot worse than this um, story plot, story and plot wise. But now I'm rambling and I wish everybody the best. And I can't wait for that sixth season to see how it all ends. So I have another interesting story here, and it's about a 13-year-old girl that became a multimillionaire in one year by selling NFT art. And I'm getting this from Today.com, so bear with me. Nyla Hayes has has found the secret to success, and it's selling her artwork as NFTs. At 13 years old, a young artist has become a multimillionaire when she started putting her art up for sale as NFTs or non fungible tokens. Non fungible means that an item is one of a kind, such as an original song, video, or drawing, and each of Hayes' portraits is unique in its own way. The teenager's drawings depict iconic women from Ruth Bader Ginsburg to Lucille Ball, as well as everyday women. And when she's done making one, Hayes posts it onto an NFT website where someone can buy it with cryptocurrency. I love drawing women from all over the world because I really like different cultures and different backgrounds, the digital artist told NBC News now anchor savannah sellers on thursday and i think that's dope i think it's dope shout out to young nyla hayes who is getting to the bag selling her art online and i think that her selling her art as nfts is an afterthought although it is important to to note that she probably wouldn't be able to sell her art at the price that she's want that she wants to or that she is currently if she was selling it uh via US dollar and not Ethereum. But, you know, it goes to show how important the blockchain is for these future generations coming up, why older generations should start adapting to it, and why buying art in general is just a good story to hear about, you know? Because artists getting paid is never a bad thing. So shout out to this young woman and I wish the best for her. Let's go ahead and get into some more crypto news. And I'm getting here from the cryptonomist that Ethereum processed 4.5 times more transactions than Visa in 2021. So the smart contract blockchain par excellence Ethereum processed 4.5 times more transactions than Visa in 2021. The second largest crypto by market capitalization has overtaken the global leader in digital payments. Overall, the smart contract blockchain par excellence handled the equivalent of nearly 12 trillion transactions in 2021 while visa processed around 10.4 trillion in transactions this is a staggering performance when considering that ethereum's l1 was able to process over 1.2 transactions per day this is equivalent to 15 transactions per second ethereum and yet 
excuse me. And yet, although Ethereum surpassed Visa last year in terms of the number of transactions it handled, 2021 was not exactly an easy year. In fact, the platform has faced numerous challenges, such as its scalability issues, the arrival of competitors in the smart contract market, and more. And that's where I'll stop now. So um, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for the last few months, I've been trying to incorporate more stories about cryptocurrency into the fold because I feel like you guys, and more importantly, the black community in general, should be up to date with this new technology that's coming to be more and more of the standard, the more I've become included into it. So I've been following cryptocurrency since about mid to late. 2020 and you know since then since i've began investing i've seen a lot of amazing things and a lot of amazing people do great things um but i still see that our community at large is still for the most part on the outside of this so that's why i presented this information to you guys but it also is important information to know that you know the world's largest uh global transactor of digital goods in general i don't know if that even is the right thing to say but visa uh handles the most transactions in the world that's just a fact and the fact that ethereum you know did 4.5 times that last year is kind of crazy you know the the diversity of goods that were purchased isn't yet no because mostly it was probably just used to buy you know art and shit off of like OpenSea and all these other platforms or you know black market goods but you know we're seeing real life uh applications to these things that people don't even fully understand yet and you know what i would say is just you know do your own research invest and get to the bag, man, because, you know, the future is bright if you if you see it. All right, guys. So in the, at the top of the episode, I spoke about how I would talk about the Internet's next album being their last. But the article that I chose to cite the information from corrected it because that wasn't factual, I guess. So I'll just read this one. Sid says, Next internet album will be the group's last on Columbia. And I'm getting this from the fader, so please bear with me. In a recent cover interview with NME, Sid shared the news that her long-running band, The Internet, would no longer release albums on Columbia after their next one, though she didn't disclose any other information about that record. The news comes as she prepares to drop her second solo LP, Broken Hearts Club, on Friday. The Internet have been making music together for over a decade, releasing their debut project purple naked ladies in 2011 they followed that record up with feel good ego death in 2015 and hive mind in 2018 each member of the collective also has a solo career with sid and guitarist steve lacy both finding considerable success outside the group i have no idea what's next sid said in the interview i don't know maybe we'll create an internet label we just talked about that just signing ourselves um i think this is dope i think it's dope that um, the internet is extremely fluid in how they, you know, build their band. They have had different members throughout the years, throughout their various albums. And, um, I've always liked how experimental they've chosen to go about their music. 
and how individualized their sounds are once you separate them from the entity known as the internet. But um, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit disappointed because I thought that I was reporting on one thing and I'm not, even though I'm still glad that they are still going to be, you know, together um, as maybe a label and they'll still be producing content or music uh, rather uh, together in that capacity. But it does still sound like their next album is going to be their last major project. Because, you know, who knows where where we'll see these guys in the future, like Sid said. But I'm all in all, I'm glad for the music that they have given given us. Uh, Internet has given us some slaps, our future altogether. And, uh, yeah, you know. All right, let's go ahead and get into some new music. Um, we got a decent amount of releases this week. So let's go ahead and get into it. So first and foremost, we got Ramona Park, Broke My Heart by Vince Staples. I have not listened to this entire project, but I have listened to a lot of it. Well, I've listened to like the first half and I really enjoy what I heard. Um, I'm still upset that Vince Staples decided to move on from his self-titled album so quickly. But nonetheless, I see the vision that he has for his work and I respect it because he is still growing as an artist. So shout out to him. We also have Broken Hearts Club by Sid, um, as aforementioned. I have not listened to this entire project either, but I've heard a few tracks from it, and Sid can do no wrong in my eyes, so shout out to her. Um, we also get Last Ones Left by 42 Doug and ESTG. This is a collab project. I have not heard any of this yet, um, but I plan on listening to it, and I'm very excited to hear what these young men have to offer. Uh, Fabio Foreign does, uh, delivers Bible or B I B L E. I don't know what that's an acronym for, but shout out to him. Uh, I haven't heard this entire project either, to be perfectly honest, but uh, I have heard some of it and I love what I've heard so far. You know, it's very polished, very drill, and uh, it's exactly what we needed from Fabio. You know, uh, people have been calling him the king of New York. And, you know, I can't really argue with that claim at this point. But, you know, some people have an issue with that. It's not for me to argue or debate. Uh, Coyle Ray drops off Trendsetter. I have not heard this project yet, but um, I'm sure somebody likes it out there. Who else do we have here? Um, we have Billy Woods, a new Billy Woods album. I'm not sure who this artist is, but. He's a black artist, so shout out to him. We have Layla with uh with um hello. Shout out to her. Um and that is pretty much it for albums. In terms of singles, though, we have Neck and Wrist, Pusha T, Jay-Z, Pharrell Williams. Amazing record. Amazing. We get another classic verse by Jay-Z. We got Bonjour by Noah and Summer Walker. I really like that record. Uh, we got Audio Hustle by Lone Star and Rick Ross. London, Bia and J. Cole. I think that's one of the hottest records out right now. Um, and I love Bia. She's just dope. And Cole, you know, Cole's one of the goats, so that goes without saying. We got Right On by Lil Baby. It's almost time for him to start gearing up. It's that season. Uh, we got Ain't No Fun by Big Crit, Wiz Khalifa, Girl Talk, and Smoke Dizza. 
I have not heard that record. We got Sub Zero by Action Bronson. I haven't heard that either. And we have Soccer Dad by Schoolboy Q. I have not heard that record. I'm just seeing this now as I'm scrolling through. Sorry, guys. But yeah, that's what we got on music. All right, let's go ahead and get into some trailers, movies, and TV. <clears throat> I haven't gotten to see Morbius yet, unfortunately. But um, I have seen Moon Knight. Moon Knight is really good. Episode 2, or yeah, Episode 2 has been really, really good. I'm curious to see how this all plays out in the larger MCU, but, you know, nonetheless, it's, it's a dope show as a standalone show. And I think that audiences are agreeing. Uh, what else? Snowfall has been, like I said, this is the worst season so far, but it's still a good show. Um, and I don't think that it's as bad as everyone else is making it seem, but that's just me. That's just my personal opinion. What else am I watching? Um, Atlanta is exceptionally good. The reparations episode was phenomenal. And, you know, I was having a conversation with my brother. And he was saying how, like, he's tired of Atlanta doing these, you know, spin-off stories about that have nothing to do with the main characters and things like that. But I think that these are the stories that make Atlanta Atlanta because, you know, if we don't have these moments taken out of the main narrative of what the character what our main characters are going through then it doesn't add those small and subtle nuances to the show that you know everybody will appreciate in the long in the long term uh abbott elementary is still on television shout out to quinta i have not caught caught up on that yet i think i'm just gonna binge and uh or maybe not binge but i'll just check those out later I'm still have to catch up on Winning Time. Uh, I still have to watch Bel Air. Have not seen that yet either. Uh, and there's some new Amazon shows and Apple shows that I need to watch. I think The Outer Bank, the Josh Brolin show on Amazon. I want to check that out. That seems really cool. Um, I love a sci-fi thriller mystery. And uh, there's a bunch of stuff that's been releasing on Apple TV Plus that I just want to check out in general. The only thing about Apple TV Plus is that I refuse to pay for their service because they don't have a back catalog. But the content that they are producing in real time is phenomenal. Um, the morning show was good, so I've heard. Ted Lasso was great, so I've heard. Uh, and this new series, Severance, has also been good, so I've heard. So I need to go check out some of those shows and I think I'll be doing that soon. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, um, that's all I got this week. Thanks you guys for checking out the episode. If you are here this long, then congratulations to you. And let me go ahead and wrap up the episode with, as always, send topics, questions, music and movie suggestions to info at versus Follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History and on Instagram and the fan base app at Versus Mike History. Follow me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. And this week's sound selection comes from Bia featuring J. Cole and it is entitled London. And I will see you beautiful black people at the next episode.